Welcome to the Winning with Shopify podcast. This is the podcast to help you scale your Shopify store into a money-making machine. Your host is Nick Truman. He's a Shopify expert and the CEO of JustAskParker.com, a global specialist marketing agency for Shopify owners. Nick will be sharing his knowledge and interviewing the experts to help you thrive and build a business that makes you money. For exclusive offers, bonus content, and weekly episode reminders, join our mailing list at winningwithshopify.com. Now, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Here's your host, Nick Truman. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Winning Shopify podcast. For anyone who's not tuned in before, my name's Nick. It's an absolute pleasure to have you on the show, and I hope you guys are going to enjoy it so much you hit the subscribe button at the end. If you've been tuning in for quite some time now, then welcome back. It's an absolute pleasure to have you tuning in. I got an email from somebody a few weeks ago saying they'd actually been listening to the podcast now for nearly the full two years that I've been running it. So thank you so much, Jack, for your email. Today, you probably notice it's just me. If you're watching on YouTube or if you're listening, um, you're probably only going to hear my voice today. And I say probably, almost definitely, because it's only me on the show. We haven't got a guest this week. But we want to do something a little bit different, a little bit special, rather than, it, as we have been doing a lot recently, interviewing different guests and talking about various different topics and finding out from different people what's going on in different apps, different industries. We decided this week, actually, we're going to do a top 10 Black Friday tips. These aren't just for Black Friday, those for Christmas as well. I've collated some of the best points. I've been in digital marketing now for 15 years, which... I'm a little bit older than I look, um, which is what, uh, what, what many people say, especially when I buy alcohol, I still get ID'd. So there we go. Fun fact of the day. So we've got top 10 tips. I'm going to go through to all 10. These are in no particular order whatsoever. So please take note of any of these that are going to be useful for you. Feel free to reach out to us as well. If you want to come and chat to us, it's winningwithshopify.com. Fill out any of the forms on the website, anything that's going on there, and feel free to get in touch. Um, so without further ado, we're going to crack on into tip number one. So tip one is making your collections on Shopify for the long term. So one of the issues we get with Black Friday especially, and a little bit with Christmas, but more so Black Friday, is it starts on the Friday, it finishes on the Monday. People even run sales longer than that now. But as soon as it's finished, what happens to all of that content? You made all these different pages, you've put offers out, and actually you're starting to get some SEO rankings, you've got a good conversion rate on all those things. And then suddenly you turn all those pages off. And of course, if you turn them all off, you're going to lose the SEO. You're not going to get any more conversions from them, et cetera, et cetera. So what I'm not suggesting is you leave them on as they are. But what we actually do with quite a few clients now is we have a different template we put onto the collection page when Black Friday is no longer happening. So we have a Black Friday page that's there all year round and the URL for that page never changes. That means that Google can rank that page all year round for Black Friday, whatever you do keyword. So it might be Black Friday hamper gifts. It might be Black Friday men's trainers, whatever you sell. So that page then is there all year round. So when you reach Black Friday, it can take weeks, sometimes even months for your rankings to increase when you make an SEO change. And obviously Black Friday, you do not have the luxury of time. So having that page there all the time means that you can actually rank for it in advance. You're already ranking number one when you reach Black Friday. And for anyone that's tuned in the last few weeks, we did talk about this as well on a previous episode. So go and check that out. It's an amazing conversation actually and a highly Highly recommend, yeah, checking out some of the old content as well, which is always good. And um, this just doesn't just apply to Black Friday, though. 
what a lot of brands then start to do is create what we would call like a seasonal page. And that seasonal page just has a few different tiles or widgets or whatever you want to call them, links out to other pages that are seasonal. So you have a seasonal page that links out to a page about Easter, a page about Mother's Day, a page about Valentine's Day, a page about Black Friday, a page about Christmas. And again, then you've got those SEO rankings there all year round. So when you're not currently in Black Friday, not in Christmas, not in Easter or any of the other main public holidays that we that we have or, or in your various country you're in, what you can do is you can put something like a newsletter sign up box and then put a reason for them to sign up. So you could say something on this box, for example, like sign up to be the first to hear about our Black Friday deals or to get exclusive deals. And we'll talk about that a little bit later on in a, in a different one of my top 10 tips. But as I say, I'd highly recommend having a page there all the time and get people to sign up. So if people sign up, then you've got that information, you've got the email address. So then when you launch Black Friday next year, or you launch Christmas or Easter or whatever a seasonal event it is, when you launch that next year, you've got that small database of people to then hit them straight away and said you told us you were going to be interested in black friday it's now live go and check it out you've got exclusive access exclusive deals stuff like that all very useful so second point to make and this is a much more holistic more kind of qualitative point than a quantitative point my next point is that you've got to be really careful during black friday and during christmas as well especially black friday because black friday everybody's expecting loads of discounts and offers and deals which is great. That's what it's for. That's what the whole Black Friday holiday, as we call it, that's what that is designed to do. The challenge is, and this is my point, is don't devalue the brand. So don't take too much discount off or don't give people the impression that actually if you took a 90% discount, for example, so it used to cost $100, it now costs 10. What you're basically saying to your customers is we're happy to sell this at $10. So their perception of the value of your business has now changed. So what a lot of companies do is they'll just do a sort of 10 or 20% discount, maybe bundle things together and say for Black Friday, we're not giving you any discounts, so it's 10% off. But if you buy five products, you get a free one. You can choose what you want. Anything up to the value of your most expensive product in your cart or the cheapest product in your cart is therefore free if you put five products in the cart. So discounts like that can work quite well without devaluing the brand. And sometimes actually giving something away for free can keep the, the perceived value of your brand and of your products. It can keep it higher than if you just did a massive discount. So it's really important to make sure you balance these things because what you don't want to do is get to the end of Black Friday and find that nobody then wants to buy from you again because they think you're selling these products at $100 each, but they're only worth 10 or 20 or 30 or something like that. So again, be, be careful with it, but it is a balancing act. You want to make it appealing enough that you do actually make the most of all the, all the extra shopping activity going on. You want to try and get as many of those shoppers as you can into your site. So number three, we're going to talk about this again a little bit later in a completely different context. But the point number three is have a think about how much you want to spend and invest over Black Friday because, and this is my point, you want to collect as many new customers as you can. There's a real danger that a lot of brands um, I've spoken to over the years, they think Black Friday is just for Black Friday, or as the old saying goes, a dog is not just for Christmas. So Black Friday can have a much bigger effect, same with Christmas, same with any of these seasonal holidays. If you aim to collect as many email addresses as you possibly can, as many new customers, and then you get the opportunity to work on something we talk a lot on the podcast about, which is lifetime value. So if somebody buys once from you, their lifetime value is whatever that transaction is, which is not great. The alternative to that is you get them to buy from you multiple times and regularly. So they're constantly coming back to the site, purchasing products every week, every month, every few months, or even a few times a year. You do a lot of work to get a new customer in and Black Friday, more people are shopping. There's a bigger reason to buy from you because you're probably on offer or you're doing some sort of exclusive 
over that time as well. So that's a great opportunity to get more customers in and then start to sell to those customers through email, through text messages, through social media. And also, and something that's often missed a lot, and don't get me wrong, I work in the digital space, but this is something that can really help us, is actually marketing to customers when you send out the product. So I quite often get vouchers in orders, certainly from Shopify stores. So I ordered some coffee recently. Coffee arrived. There was a, an actual an actual booklet with that coffee to say you can have a free bottle of gin if you just pay for delivery from a gin company. There was also um, if I wanted to join, I think it was Dollar Shave Club. There was a discount. My first two months were free. If I wanted to join them as a result of purchasing the first product. So marketing to customers as much as you can. So again, it's getting as many new sales and new customers in as you possibly can. And then you've got that opportunity to what we call remarket and increase that lifetime value to them. So focusing on that, but it means you you also need to have your sort of next step plan in place pre-Black Friday to then know what you're going to do next. I know that sounds very, very bland. I'll give an example of that. If during Black Friday, you think you're going to acquire 100% more customers, you can double the amount of customers over, over the Black Friday than you normally do in your month. So that month you're expecting double. If you then a week after Black Friday send out an email saying, we've just put a small discount on this to all of our recent customers or to anybody that's bought from us, existing customers only, that's a good follow-up. And what you might do is you might say, okay, what's the cost to acquire a new customer? So say it was 50% of the orders you get, 50% of each order is what it costs you to acquire a customer. So the average order value is $100, costs you $50 to acquire a customer. If you offer them a $25 discount on their second $100 product, it's cost you $25, not 50. And you've got that second order in, which means they've now become more profitable. Plus they've bought twice from you, which is two opportunities to show them how amazing your store is, how amazing your products are. And now they've got two different products to compare. So if there's any doubt they weren't going to like the products they ordered, they've now got a second one as well. So again, increasing that chance that they're going to like your brand and start to come back automatically, which is the big aim of all of this. So top tip number four then. So number four is about Google Ads, which is anyone who's been listening for a long time is my bread and butter. It's what I've been doing for 15 years amongst other things. But Google Ads is, is, is what I've been doing since I pretty much started in this industry. When I was 17, might I add. Google Ads, something we do a lot with our clients. And we sometimes, we had a conversation about saving this just for existing clients, but I thought, stuff it, we're going to share it on the podcast anyway. The advice is to start ramping up your budget before you're even on sale, before Black Friday's even started. And a lot of you will be sitting there, any financial brains going, well, why would I do that? I'd rather spend as much as possible on Google ads and any other advertising you're doing. I'd rather spend as much as possible over Black Friday when I've got the discount I want to drive people through. The game's changed on Google ads. It's not the same now as it was three or four years ago. And one of the things that's changed that's really key to this is audiences. There's a thing in the back of Google Ads called audiences, which you can collect them in Google Analytics, Google Ads, both mix them all together. An audience is just a big list of people that have either been on your website or bought a product from you or something like that. So the idea being is if you start ramping up your budget two to four weeks or sometimes even six or in some, some scenarios we are doing this year, eight weeks ahead of Black Friday or eight weeks ahead of the sale going live. So pretty much two months, we've started ramping up our budgets. We're not getting as good return. And that's the thing to be aware of. However, we're building audiences. We now have more data. So those people now have heard of us. They've been on the website and they've seen what we sell and what we do. And if any of those people, which probably is a majority, one of the main reasons people don't buy from websites is often price. If suddenly you're in Black Friday and the price has dropped, you've got those audiences in Google Ads and you can run advertising campaigns to those same people. 
whether they've bought or not, we're on sale. It's a good thing to be sending out. And so doing that through Google Ads means your Google Ads can be a lot more targeted, which then means you haven't just got the increased volume of everybody shopping like mad on Black Friday. You've also got this pool of people that have heard of you. There's a relevance there, some of which would have purchased from you and you can hit them all in one big go. You've got a bigger audience because you've been investing early, which then means you have a bigger audience of people that are more likely to convert, which is going to make you more money over Black Friday. So yeah, super important to look at that sort of thing. So SEO is point number five. And I mentioned this about the seasonal page or seasonal pages, having a page for Black Friday all year round and just converting it to products and collections or something on Black Friday and then connect, changing it back to that email submission box. With SEO, when it comes to Black Friday, you need to plan ahead. Some of our clients will actually launch lots and lots of blog content about, about Black Friday saying, we've got Black Friday coming. We're going to be doing loads over Cyber Weekend. So get on our newsletter now, et cetera, et cetera. That content's going to take a little while to rank. So you might have a blog post that you say, okay, we want to be number one on this blog post of top Black Friday food deals or top Black Friday whiskey deals. You can tell what's on, on my mind at the moment. But yeah, so you might have something like that and you want to be number one on Google for top whiskey deals. So you write a blog post about it, but you post it. And this is my whole point is plan ahead on SEO. You post it two or three months before Black Friday. So you can get those rankings. And again, I know it sounds counterproductive, but there's a whole side of this sort of stuff that says, well, okay, if we if we post it with no one searching and rank number one for the seasonal page or this blog post idea or any other sort of similar SEO exercises, the point is you're at number one. So when the traffic does increase, you're already there. Whereas if you wait till the traffic increases, you, there isn't enough time over that window to actually get a result from SEO. We do do as much as we can. And naturally, all your rankings are going to get more traffic over that weekend anyway, or over those couple of weeks you're on sale. And that's great. But I'm talking about how can we do more to increase that further. So blog posts are a great idea. You might even launch all of your Black Friday collections, or you might even announce what sort of deals you're going to be doing on Black Friday and put those on collections. The problem is you don't want people that were going to buy today to not buy today because they're now going to wait till Black Friday. That would be a that would be a, a real shame, unfortunately. So you've got to be really careful with this stuff. But again, posting as much as possible, posting new content, updating stuff for SEO ahead of Black Friday means you can rank and actually get an SEO result even higher than you were going to get just from your existing rankings. Number six, social, social media. We'll talk, we'll talk mostly um, or think in your mind about Facebook and Instagram for this. They are the biggest social platforms. Arguably, YouTube's up there. YouTube falls under Google Ads, as far as we're concerned, as part of the Google vacuum. And it is a vacuum, I'm afraid. Uh, Google control everybody. But anyway, that's a topic for another day. But yeah, on social, one of the things you want to focus with on social, and my notes I've put here is be aggressive and invest well. So you've got to be aggressive because everybody else is going to be. And you've got to think on Black Friday, are people going to be on social media? Or are they going to be on Google looking for deals and reading the news, seeing what, you know, different different newspapers, tabloids and, and press places and see what sort of stuff they are pushing and promoting right now and see where the deals are. So with social, you've got to be aggressive. You've got to have a social strategy in advance, ready to deploy. And actually a really good thing to do on social as well is to start dropping some teasers in advance saying, we're going to be doing Black Friday. Our Black Friday sale goes live in a week's time. And we'll be launching the first deal to our email subscribers only. So now you're getting email, email subscribers from that social media post. Again, think strategy, think tactics. How are you going to make the most of this? And then on Black Friday as well, if you can use as much bold language and that sort of thing as possible to make as much noise, think about the visuals you're going to use. Are you going to have a, like for example, last Black Friday, I saw a very, very, very smart video, I thought very smart, on Facebook where they were showing a video of people going absolutely crazy in a shop, like pretty much fighting in a shop to try and get hold of products that have been discounted for Black Friday. And what I found fascinating, I used that video and then it kind of paused with a big pause 
pause button on the front of the video and then said, don't worry about all of this. You can buy online from us. And I thought it was really smart, actually. And they were, in, in particular, they were a brand who had a very wide range of products, probably something for everyone. So actually showing everybody kind of fighting in a supermarket versus you can buy online and you can miss all of that. And there was somebody just literally sitting in a, in a, in a small lounge in a small sitting room with a fire crackling and a cup of tea, just sitting there with a laptop you know, clicking some buttons with a credit card out and a cup of tea. And that was it. Nice and relaxing. And I thought it was, it was a really nice contrast to what we actually think of when it comes to Black Friday. And I'm sure it was a, a very, very effective video. It's certainly stuck in my mind. And here we are a year later, nearly at Black Friday. So social, get aggressive and also invest well is the other point I would make. It is a gamble with all the advertising you do over Black Friday. Because if it doesn't work, you, it's a very short window that, you know, four days from Friday till Monday, you're going to be spending a lot of money. You're going to be pushing things. And if it doesn't work, there's a very high chance you can make a very big loss very quickly. So my advice on that, just while we're talking about social in particular, um, my advice would be to start small this year. And do a little bit this year and see what happens. You know, put a bit of money on each channel and see what results you get. Next year, get more aggressive and use the data you gained this year to then see what you should do next. And then the following year, then go really, really hard. Get really aggressive with this thing and invest a lot of money in it. Once you've got that data to know where, who are our customers, where do they engage, where do they go? I think it's a really important way of doing it. Anyway, point seven out of my list of 10. So point number seven. I've called this one lead feeder. You can feed leads on this. I've mentioned this as well. Again, a lot of these intertwine. I think having a, a connected strategy is important. But this one talks about getting signups and people get into things like early access, for example. So one of the ways you can do this is you can say to people on the site that we're going to be launching a Black Friday sale soon. So why not sign up? And we, or, we, or you could even have a countdown page and start pushing it out to people on social and specifically pushing to people that are not currently engaged with you, as in they haven't bought a product, they're not on your email list, and you have had no engagement with them previous or prior to this. It's great to say, hey, check out all our great products. We're going to be live Black Friday in two weeks time. Why not sign up to our newsletter? And if you sign up to the newsletter, you get exclusive access. If they sign up to that newsletter, they are now opted into marketing. Obviously, check the rules in your country and make sure you've got the right wording on that. Sign up form for the newsletter. My advice with newsletters as well is literally just to put one box, email address, click the subscribe button, and then say, you are now subscribed. Would you like to give us any other information to personalize what you're going to get from us? And that's a really good tactic we learned where we realized that one of our clients had a form like that and you click go. So you just put one, one box email address and you click go. And then it asks you lots of questions, like 25 questions to join the newsletter. And we worked out that it was only 1% of people filled out the first box and filled out the rest of it. So we just made it optional. So that first box, first box would subscribe you and you click the subscribe button. So you put in your email address, hit subscribe, and then it goes to the form, as I've just described. Big green thing. You are now subscribed. Would you like to give us any more optional information? And suddenly everyone that wants to subscribe was subscribing. We weren't losing 99% of them by just making their user experience and journey very, very annoying, I would say. So as I say have a think about that lead feed. Where could you push that? Could you push that out to a partner company? Could you say to your audience, by the way, some friends of ours at this other website over here, this other e-com store, they're going to be running a nice big Black Friday sale. Why don't you go and subscribe now, et cetera, et cetera. And you can do the same. The other sort of place you could put this is obviously on social, push it out on social saying, go and sign up now to get exclusive access to our Black Friday and Cyber Monday deals. You could even say, we'll give you a five pound voucher to spend on our site if you introduce somebody else who buys a product. So again, referral, referral scheme, using this Black Friday early sign up, et cetera, et cetera, as the hook. And again, I think one of the things I, I found so much over the years with clients is a lot of clients are just looking for something to say. They're lacking that story. And things like this give you that story. We're going live. We're going to have loads of exclusive discounts. Come check it out. Nice and simple. 
Cool. So point number eight out of 10. Now this one is great fun. This is the awake all hours of all days with lots of coffee and running on adrenaline through Black Friday. And this for me is, this is one of the most exciting times for marketing, if I'm honest. A lot of people don't like Black Friday for lots of reasons, which I can completely sympathize with. I share some of those views, but equally it can be incredibly exciting. So point number eight is about being agile and keeping an eye on competitors. Because even if you're running a really good deal for, I don't know, say you sell GoPros, the, uh, the camera, if you're selling a GoPro and you take, I don't know, 25, 30% off the price of that GoPro, the challenge is if somebody else has taken 5% more than you off it, although you might be the site that they've gone, do you know what? I am going to upgrade my GoPro because there's some really good deals out there. The first thing they can do is going to go on Google and they're going to type in on Google, GoPro Black Friday deals. And they're going to find a site that's cheaper than yours. So what I'm not saying you should do is just drop the price. I always say there's a there's always a third option on things. There's always a wildcard option. And the wildcard option here, I believe, is to have a think about the value add. So what you might say is you might say, okay, our GoPro is not the best in terms of price for Black Friday. It's still pretty competitive. You can buy that GoPro elsewhere. But what we are offering is we're offering a load of extra accessories to go with it. Or we're offering an extended warranty. Or we're offering a guaranteed trade-in price to upgrade it in three years' time. And there are some things, or free insurance, there's some things you can do that aren't going to cost you much at all. They may, may even cost you absolutely nothing, which is even better. But again, have a think about how you're going to compete against competitors. Because we have had clients in the past that haven't been very competitive. And we've looked at the numbers and gone, do you know what? Other people are offering better deals than you in your space. So you're convincing people to buy this product on Black Friday. Someone else is selling it better than you are, whether that's price, value adds. It could even be the ease of converting. You know, it's easier to understand this product from them. And actually, if you look at the sites selling the same product or very similar, the different ways they sell that product can be the difference between, oh, I understand what this product does, how it's going to, and, and the benefit is the most important thing. How is it going to change my life? Okay, this product's going to change my life by doing X, Y, Z. Okay, great. Another site might just give you the functionality of that product. You know, it might say this iPhone does X, Y, Z, whereas it, Apple themselves will always say this iPhone is going to change your life. It's got the best camera ever. Make memories is something Apple say a lot. Whereas another site will just say it's the iPhone. Do you want to buy it or not? And it's like, well, I'm getting a better experience over at Apple. So again, think about those kind of things. With the lead feed approach, going back to that quickly, if you use this agile approach to competitors, and this kind of feeds onto the next point as well. So I'm combining seven, eight and nine into the same thing. If you combine all of those, you can create quite an exciting thing where A, you're being competitive, B, you're then getting people to fill out a form to come into the site and join early. So you're getting your email address, whether they purchase or not. But if you then combine those two tactics with the third thing, this is point number nine of our 10. The third thing is to think about what deals are we going to release? That bit's obvious. But when? Lots of clients have various waves, we'll call them waves, but different waves of deals that come out. I saw one site last year, and I cannot remember the name of it, I'm afraid, but it's incredibly smart. I thought they discounted everything and said, as soon as this stuff is sold, we're going to launch the next wave of discounted products. But we're not going to launch it until this stuff is sold. And it was really smart because then people are buying this stuff going, okay, I'm going to buy one thing now, but then something else is going to come up shortly and I might buy something else from the next wave. I love this stuff. But it also creates that urgency because then it's like, especially if you're on your site, say it was a collection, you have on each product how many are left and the lower it gets, the bigger it gets, the bigger or bolder the actual font and colour and everything of that notification gets to say like, there is only one left of this. So as soon as this one's gone, you know, it might be that you have one of every product on sale and then each wave is dependent on as soon as that, um, say it was skincare product, as soon as this moisturiser sold out, we're going to discount another moisturiser. 
that we're then going to put up. And it's basically saying to your audience and your customers, again, think about community. And we talk a lot about building a community in your customer base. If you think about that, these guys now feel like they're very connected to the business because they're all there buying stuff and going, okay, I'm going to buy that. And then something else is going to come out and there's only one left. I'll buy it. And once I bought it, I'll see what it gets replaced with as well. Plus you as the business are saying, the more people buy over Black Friday, the more we discount. You know, we're here to serve you guys, but we're not going to discount loads of stuff if people aren't buying it. You know, we're here for you. We want to discount things that are useful to you, which is which is a, a really, really good way to do it, I think. So having waves of deals, and it could just be it could just be every day we're going to have a different set of Black Friday discounts. You could just put at the top of your Black Friday collection or your Black Friday message on the site just to say new discounts every day. Or every day we're changing, you know, there is a different set of discounts per day, stuff like that. So if anybody adds the basket, the abandoned basket emails go out at 8 p.m., every day and say this will not this product will not be on discount tomorrow which again creates urgency and that's the big thing we're trying to do here with all these different things is creating that urgency you want a level of urgency of like okay, i've got to get it now because it's either going to sell out or it's or, or they're telling me it's not going to be on discount tomorrow and it's 8 p.m i best i best go and purchase that product now so again waves of deals super exciting going back to what i said earlier as well about story gives you a story gives you something to be absolutely shouting about on social media you know every day at 9 a.m or maybe 7 a.m to catch the commuters every day at 7 a.m we're going to be launching a new wave a new a whole new range of discounted black friday deals for you to go and get and the other thing after black friday you can do is you can look at each day and see how successful they were and see what people bought to then work out for next year or even coming into christmas what sort of offers and promotions should we push in our store to get more people purchasing and final point getting rid of old stock to any business having old stock lying around is a terrible thing it's stock it's products that you have spent money on and have not sold So you've paid for the product, so you've made a loss paying for it and you haven't been able to sell it. Black Friday is the perfect time to whack a discount on all of those, clear the shelves of all the old stuff. And when you think about times of year as well, January is quite a good time to release new product ranges and try and create, again, some more excitement, some more urgency for people to come in and purchase from you guys. There's a really good opportunity here to clear those shelves. And then obviously we're, we're talking November here. Then looking at January in terms of launching new ranges, you've got more warehouse space, plus you've sold off all this old stock. And anyone that's looked at the finance of an e-commerce business will know having old stock lying around is a terrible, terrible thing. So it's a perfect opportunity to get rid of old stock. So let me run through those 10 tips again, just headlines only. Number one, keep your collections for the long term. Have pages about Black Friday, Christmas, Easter, Mother's Day, whatever other things in the retail calendar you guys celebrate. Have a page for it all the time. Don't devalue your brand. Don't don't have discounts that are too extreme. Collect as many new customers as you can to drive new customer growth and then you can sell to them throughout the rest of the year heading towards the next Black Friday. I want to say sell to them, email, social, convince them to buy more products. That's the game we're in. Number four, Google Ads, increase your budget nice and early, build some of those audiences and then hit those audiences throughout Black Friday. Number five, plan ahead for SEO because SEO isn't going to last very long, just over the Black Friday weekend. So if you can get as many Black Friday related rankings as you can, Cyber Monday, Cyber Weekend, et cetera, et cetera, ahead of Black Friday, the better. Social media, get aggressive and invest a lot of money in it. Make sure you are screaming that you've got a really good message that will cut through the noise that will get to potential customers. You can get some more customers in through that time. Create a lead feed. So getting signups, early access, join our newsletter for the exclusive Black Friday deals. And it could even be during Black Friday, something I didn't say earlier, but again, good idea. 
Number eight, be agile against your competitors. So keep an eye on competitors. What are they offering? Are they got the same products as us? There are tools that can do that for you as well. So have a look at competitor monitoring tools. Number nine is have waves of deals. Keeps people engaged. It keeps people coming back to the site. The more people that are coming back to the site and Googling you, the more Google's going to go, okay, you're important. It's going to improve your SEO. And also then that brand relevance as well when they see a normal advert elsewhere or they get an email from you. The more relatable it all starts to become. So it can feed the whole chain, which is really important. And finally, get rid of old stock. This is the time. Anything that's been sitting around, okay, we've had four of those sitting in the warehouse for a long time. They're perfectly good products. We haven't managed to sell them. Actually, we've got a whole range of products that nobody's bought. And we've taken them off the site because it's a complete waste of time. Whack those on there as Black Friday clearance, put a massive discount and just get rid of them because they are dead to you. They're already a loss. I hope this has been useful. I wish you all the best for Black Friday. Based on the date of this going out, you've still got a few weeks to get things ready. As one of my colleagues has said several times today, get your ducks in a row. So hope it's been useful. We'll be back next week. We may even be back before next week, but we'll see. I'll have a chat with Byron because we do have an extra episode that's been recorded literally the day after I've recorded this one as well. So stay tuned. Hit the subscribe button if you haven't already. Thanks for listening. You guys have been great. And I hope to have you on the show again next week. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. You can subscribe to our weekly newsletter for exclusive offers at winningwithshopify.com. And don't forget to check out our Facebook group by searching for Winning with Shopify on Facebook. Over and out.